face off. Into the clear. Bo Nix. There he goes. He won't be caught. He's done it again. 80 yards to Paters. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. You guys are going to miss Pac-12 after dark. Just telling you. You're going to. MGM at Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time to talk a little college football here. And as you guys know, BetQL has a model that runs 10,000 simulations of, uh, you know, various football events and games and such. And according to the model, if you go to uh, BetQL.co and look at uh, the latest article by Dan Karpuk, who uh, chronicles uh, this model, there are some college football win totals out there that may very well be mispriced according to said model. And before we dive deeply into individual uh, schools and those we like and want to back and those that maybe we have some concerns about, to me, I think one of the overarching concepts that I saw from reading this article is that it's kind of flattening the curve, so to speak, where teams that maybe have exaggerated win totals need to come back down to reality and teams that have, for the most part, lower win totals could perform a little bit better than expectation. You go year by year uh, by the number of schools that get to, say, double-digit wins, there aren't that many of them. Like, take last year, for instance. Only a dozen-plus schools got to double-digit wins. So it is largely rare, and some of them, I think, are largely predictable, like Alabama and Georgia and schools like that. Meanwhile, you might see some win totals out there, like a 9.5 or a 10, that come from schools that maybe aren't as consistently excellent. And I think the model at a very minimum points those out at that end of the extreme, Joe. Yeah, there are 12 teams highlighted in this article on betql.com. And what do you know? Exactly what you just talked about. Of the 12, there's, the model is saying that with at least a gap of one and a half wins, that you should be playing the under. That's where the value is. Nine of the 12, only three overs. And the overs are a three a four and a half and an eight and a half. And of course, I mean, what jumps out to me? Come on now. It's the story of the off season, even though once the season actually occurs, I wonder how much of a story it's going to be if they're going to lose as much as people think. But the model is saying that there's value on the Colorado Buffaloes, of course, under. That's interesting. Some people that, that run their own numbers, they're saying that the number is about right. The BetQL model is saying, no, they're a two-win team. And due to the money that's come in, the excitement of Deion Sanders, all the transfers that they have, basically a brand-new roster, uh, it has been bumped up to three-and-a-half. But here, Aaron, the, the model is saying, yeah, you got to go under three-and-a-half, even though it is a little bit juiced, minus 125 over at BetMGM. I, I just – find it fascinating because because every time we get some of the information no matter what the sports book and we get it on on a weekly basis on all the different markets from BetMGM, most tickets every time colorado's up there for something and it's usually a win total so popular part of it is being legalized in colorado that is that is such a uh, a betting market that has flourished so much and there are so many different options there but it, it's it's national and I don't think it's limited to that state. There is excitement about this team. You don't see people betting a three-and-a-half win total team as much as they are with Colorado. 
Yeah, that is one I just want to stay away from with such a low win total and the under being, like you said, slightly juiced. I looked at those other low totals, ASU, and the one that I found even more interesting was Virginia. So last year they went three and seven. The win totals at three. I went to uh, our trusty guy, one Phil Steele here. So he definitely thinks Virginia is going to be an improved team, but not quite enough to be his most improved team. Virginia didn't make that list, which makes me think, you know, is asking for one more win from this Virginia team worth looking at it over? Um, they've got some winnable games at home. They don't have to play Clemson, Florida State, and Pitt. I do think they've got some winnable home games for sure. So the BetQL model has them winning five games. I thought the over was a legit look when looking at, you know, everything that Phil Steele had to point out. That is one I agree Aaron, with. Aaron, let's, let's go Wonder Twins. Let's do it. <laughs> Let, let's put our powers together. And then look at this. Yes. <laughs> look at this. The legend oh, wow. came on while you guys were on vacation. I was so sad you missed it. No, you weren't. <laughs> you were not I did not sad. call him Pat. No, you, I didn't you call him just Pat. Wanted to, you just wanted to keep Pat Steele yourself so that we can't all mm -hmm. bask in his glory and football knowledge. I get it. It's fine, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I'll tell you another school that uh, I completely agree with uh, pertaining to the model. Uh, Florida State under 10 wins. Again, when yeah. you're looking at extremes, I think sometimes we, you know, especially in the college football world, like we we love to over-exaggerate a team that we really like or is a dark horse or something like that. Florida State's getting a ton of attention. Some of it, I think, is rightfully deserved. But chances are they're more of a nine-win, eight-win team than they are winning the national championship. And going under 10 wins, I think, makes a whole lot of sense. First off, I am a walking Clemson Stan account right now, it seems like, because I feel like they can very well win the ACC and make the college football playoff. Uh, but look at the schedule for Florida State. They get LSU to start. Yeah, the game is in Orlando, but still, LSU is mighty dangerous. Uh, they get Pitt on the road, Florida on the road. You know, Florida may very well need to win that game to become bowl eligible, so there's that. And I think a general idea when it comes to any of these uh, win totals is that you need to make room for wiggle room because there's always going to be some random upset that can occur that you're not fully mm -hmm. anticipating. Florida State may lose to, you know, some random conference school and you go, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Well, you should see a loss somewhere coming because even the best programs trip up somewhere where that occurs, you know, I'm not entirely sure because, you know, these are college kids and, you know, lots of things can happen from one week to the next. But I do think at least having that wiggle room in there is really important, Joe. And so that's why Florida State under 10 makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that I mean, just the way the season book ends for them. The most challenging games, and it, it might come down to the very end, but to get to 10, uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for them uh i mean 11 rather and that's the only way you end up going over jordan travis getting a lot of love as far as the heisman market that's one of those short numbers uh where it's bunched in there's a ton in that you know early teen number 12 14 he's been hanging around there 
So I, I yeah, the ten surprises me. I was expecting a number of nine and a half, and I understand they got ten wins last year, but to get to eleven, that's going to be a a big ask. It's juiced a little bit on the under, but I don't have a problem with that. Miami's interesting because they had five wins a year ago. The model is saying go under because the win total is up at seven and a half. Miami said to you, it always feels like we're just, we're waiting. We're waiting for them to be more consistent. And it's just, they were below 500 last year. I don't know. I'm not quite so sure about that one. They've got Texas A&M early in the season. That's going to be a challenging one. They do at Clemson and at Florida State. So the under, like, I don't understand why the, the win total is such a big jump up to seven and a half for them. They were, they have to add three more wins for that to go over. Yep. All right. So where are we at on Oregon? I, I think Ed and I may be in a little disagreement here. I I'm seeing Ooh. seven and a half from the BetQL model. Right. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me pull this up. It is yeah, seven and a half. And the win totals at yeah. nine and a half. I think I'm ultimately going to land on a stay away, but last year, Oregon finished 10 and three this year. They're in a better place, I think than last season. And Phil Steele projects the ducks to be five and oh, totally can see that if you look at their first five games, but then things get a little tricky for Oregon. They travel to UW, UW will be coming off a bye. Then two weeks later, Utah. So they have eight starters coming back on defense. Oregon does. And Phil Steele's model has Oregon, I thought this was impressive scoring 40.7 points per game. So I'm not going to touch the win total, but I actually would disagree on this one and lean over nine and a half Ed. If they're getting, so Washington is coming off of a buy or Oregon is coming off of a buy in that game. Washington's coming off a buy when Washington has, or when Oregon has to travel to Washington to play them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that means I'm bagging Washington. Uh, big right. I think they're uh, probably going to split Washington and Utah. Um, but I could see them winning pretty much every game, every other game. They also get USC, if I'm not mistaken, right? So yes, yeah, they, do. they do. That, Yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, you're also playing Texas Tech, and that's a scrappy bunch. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I want to back the Red Raiders in that game. I assume Oregon will be favored. But that is a game to circle as far as something being a relative unknown. So there is that. To me, Oregon State is going to be the biggest wild card as far as Oregon's chances or or maybe, you know, other Pac-12 uh, title contender chances. Because, you know, Oregon State, I think the schedule uh, lines up very well for them. Uh, they've got, you know, some great pieces there. There is very much an elite group when it comes to the Pac-12, especially with quarterback situations. Uh, you know, UFC with USC with Caleb Williams, Washington with Michael Penix, Oregon with Bo Nix. Definitely something where you've got some great quarterbacks in that conference. Where even though they've some they've been highly touted in years past, this feels more real to me. And even though I think Oregon will be an exceptional football team. At the same time, when you're going up against so many good quarterbacks, you know, even though you're, you may be scoring 40 a night, 40 a week, I mean, 47, 50 for some of these quarterbacks, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. There may be a lot of overs that I want to play in Pac-12 games in general, 
but I do like the under nine and a half just because, again, I want to build in some of that wiggle room in case there is sort of a dark horse Pac-12 contender, which could very well happen. And look, that when you look at the history of the Pac-12, it's something where this is one of the reasons why they haven't gotten a playoff team in in quite some time is because there's always that team that pulls off mm-hmm. some massive upset and ruins yep. it for everyone. And maybe you want to build that in, especially if you're dealing with a nine and a half win win total. So to me, I think Oregon under nine and a half makes a good bit of sense. There is one yeah. school in the BeckQL model that I want to uh, disagree with, but not because I want to go in the other direction, because I think it's more of a stay away than anything else. What was profitable last year for me was taking South Carolina over. And yeah, I know that that schedule is really rough. Uh, especially when you're dealing with, you know, who you have in the division, having to play Clemson, all of that stuff. And yeah, South Carolina pulled off some massive upsets at the end of last year. And I get why the win totals at six and a half, because if you're looking at South Carolina and their success from last year, a lot of it was because of special teams. And that's not sticky from one season to the next. My question is, how good is Spencer Rattler? Is he someone who you can trust? Because certainly he has had moments of genuine success in his college career and six and a half is not that big of a number and so even though the model suggests to go under it i would not be surprised if quarterback play is strong enough to where they barely clear six and a half joe okay very good um i wanted to follow up a moment ago what you were saying about the pac-12 and just kind of where i'm at especially after talking to kelly ford the other day about it when we were asking what which conference is most wide open no hesitation Mm -hmm. he went right to the pac-12 and and it's interesting as this conference is uh it's fallen apart i think it's it's fascinating what's happened while usc has garnered all the attention and we understand why because they're all world quarterback and the high profile head coach but man, has have things really balanced out in that conference? And as I'm going over team by team, I keep finding myself, well, I like the under there. I like the under there because the some of these schedules are so challenging um, to the point where you look at the top half of that league where I think you can make a case that, sure, I'm getting double digits, Oregon State, UCLA, where a lot of these teams could make some sort of a run at the Pac-12 championship. So I, I'm really fascinated. Do you guys find yourselves looking at a lot of these unders in that conference? I have not looked Probably. at a lot of unders. The other one I looked at on this list was ASU. Uh, but their win mm-hmm. total is only four and a half. They're not obviously going <laughs> right. to be a contender with a higher win total. But I, I didn't bet any other unders. I still think that the Pac-12 can send a team to the college football playoff, which means that they have to go over, you know, whatever win totals Mm -hmm. posted. Mm -hmm. So it's probably going to be USC, uh, which means then, you know, the rest of the conference could be a little bit more even. And so I think there are ways to kind of do both, Joe, where you're looking at a lot of unders for these exaggerated win totals, but you still have that one team that shellacks everybody. Maybe USC is a team to do it. Maybe Utah is a team. You, you do have some value if you uh, want to back the use. So that's also an option. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, let's go or hell no, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.